0: What's up, everyone? This is Sam from Werewolves, and you are listening to Phantasm. Phantasm. Maximum terror.
1: That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. Did you know something? I sort of enjoyed
0: it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Tell
1: the metal! Phantasm. Corey Gorkas, Phantasm Podcast. I'm here today with very awesome guest. We have Sam from Werewolves. And we're here to talk about From the Cave to the Grave comes out June twenty-fourth on prosthetic records. How you doing, my friend?
0: Good yeah, night. Yeah, I'm good. Still waking up, still calculating <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. We're on way different uh time zones here, but I kinda woke up a little late today, so it's been a uh, you know, ready to go though.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. But I'm still sort of stretching, sending the girls off to school and being <laughs> upside down off the planet like some sort of bat. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, that's uh, how we do it, you know. And I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to do this with us. Uh, my pleasure. All right, so from the cave to the grave. I guess before we talk about that, um, you guys played your first show back in April, correct?
0: Uh no, we're we're just about to play our first show. So um, the day after the album comes out, we got a first show in Sydney.
1: With uh, Denouncement Pyre and Golgotha Remains?
0: Yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. And psychoptic uh, headlining as well. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, think, I, I was just thinking to myself, what made you think that we were playing live in April? And then I realized those were when the first photos of Yeah, the, the post came, came
1: out. out in April, right. <clears throat> yeah,
0: and the funny thing is, is yeah, we've had uh, one rehearsal. <laughs> so we're like, okay, one rehearsal time, let's do show. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... um, yeah. We don't seem to like mess around too much uh, right. in this particular band, so yeah, we're, we're kind of hoping it's not a total car crash or anything like that, we <laughs> the songs go and, yeah. and that sort of nonsense. You know, it should be fun. I think a lot of
1: people are looking forward to it, and uh, my co-host actually just uh, interviewed Psychroptic, I believe, yesterday, so we'll, we'll, I'm sure they talked about the show as well coming up, and uh, I think oh, we're yeah. supposed to have denouncement Pyre. I was trying to get the whole package just because I, I love all three of those bands, so
0: but oh, it's, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be one of those shows, like, as a band, where it's kind of like, all right, quickly, let's get our uh, gig out of the way so we can watch everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Go. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's a stacked bill, and I'm excited for you guys to finally uh, get up there and rip some faces off, and hopefully, uh, you know.
0: It's going to be funny, because, like, yeah, my last, I think my last live show, oh, and I had a show last year with um, another Australian band called the Amenta. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and they're... They're fantastic guys. Avant-garde, sort of like yeah, extreme metal. And that was a dark mofo down in Tasmania. It's a uh, <laughs> festival happens yeah. throughout winter, um, and it's and that is a really special event if you ever get the chance to come down to Australia and oh yeah, love to, to be able to make it to Tasmania. Yeah, you got to make it to that. It is amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, in terms of, like, shows I've played, that one's probably about the easiest one I've ever done. Yeah. And I was just on, I was just on bass and doing a bit of back, backing vocals, and, you know, all the action is with, like, uh, the vocalist, the drummer, the guitarist. Oh, yeah. The keyboard. Like, bass is just honestly lurking in the background. So I was, I had a lovely time. I was like, this is the easiest gig I think I've ever played. Before then was a Berserker show back in 2013. Oh, that's awesome. And that was – and like all Berserker shows, that was – Hard work. Oh, sure. Um, So I'm becoming really aware that the last gig that you know I I actually had to put in on and really you know start shoveling hard was about nine years ago now. I'm a 47 year old, so I'm kind of like, geez, I hope I don't do a hip or have a stroke up on stage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope I get I O the tiger again and can sort of like go right, Fritz. Yeah, really Fritz out and try and freak everyone out. So (laughs) it will be interesting.
1: Yeah, that's uh, you know, you never know what you're gonna get when you go to a, when you go to a concert, and sometimes that uh, I guess not the worst thing that can happen, but it is kind of also. So it's, uh, it's like yeah, this isn't uh, this yeah, isn't yeah. part of the show. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, I've got like you know Matt and Dave sort of behind me on stage. They're sure, perfect. Um, yeah, because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like I could almost do a bad brains and sort of like just. <laughs> Wander up and down the front of the stage, <laughs> yeah. just, like, grinning and dribbling, and, you know, it'd still probably be a bona fide like, sharp-this-shit show, but, um, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, hey, what you know, it's all it. good fun, and, you know, you guys just, uh, it's your first show, wear it out, that's what I, what I would do, you know. <laughs> so I'm excited for you guys to do that, um, and to, to hear this new album live and some of your other stuff, um, you know, how, do you know how long your set is and what you're kind of the, what. How
0: many you'll be playing? How many songs? Uh, I think we've got about nine songs lined up. Nice. Uh, set goes for, uh, we're, we're, you know, earlier on in the bill, so it will be a half hour set. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, but I've got to be honest, like a, a lot of the material is um, first two albums. It's heavy on the first two albums. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's one of the downsides of banging out three albums before you even play your first live show. Sure. yeah uh, you know, on the one hand, yeah, you want to get about like uh, the latest album that you're just putting out. On the other hand, you're like, you know, people are making it abundantly clear to us yeah. right now that um, they've been expecting a show from us for the last two years now. Yeah. And they want to hear as much of that old material as possible. Right. And if, if ever we're going to like take it out for a gallop, uh, I guess now's the time. Like, so I think this first year, uh, you know, till the end of this year, we'll be, we'll be doing a lot of the first two albums. And then we'll start working like, album number three into it. But, well, of course, that means we're going to have to do a whole bunch more shows just to right. try, try and turn it into the material a bit. But um, I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I'm sure with like uh, Prosthetic, too, they're like, hey, you guys are releasing a lot of shit right now. Uh, we got to make room for other stuff at the moment. <laughs> Is that something that had like the album maybe came out uh, this one a little bit later? Because I thought this was supposed to come out earlier.
0: Uh, no, that came down to, like, a, you, you might have heard this from some of the other guys, but, like, there's a run-on vinyl in the world at the moment, so um, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. a result of supply chains going to, um... Am I allowed to swear on your show, by the way? Oh, absolutely. Uh as a result <laughs> of supply chains going to shit, so, um, <laughs> yeah, album production times... That's what I've heard, yeah. ...from, yeah, from three months to anywhere from between six to nine months. Um, plus, there's the fact that, you know, if... You know, if you take the leash off Matt and Dave, we'd have an album out every six months. Oh, yeah. Um, That's good. And, you know, yeah, Prosthetic Love, Working Hard, just like us. But on the other hand, they do have other bands that they have to promote and get. Right. And some awesome ones, um, <laughs> uh, particularly like Undeath, who have just done their lap. and Oh, yeah. And Crop Dick, who, yeah, who are about to drop a new one on everyone. So, you know, if, if they gave us half a chance, we'd be just, like, gobbling up all the bandwidth. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, we'll just, we'll just stick to one a year and try and throw yeah. all that excess energy into, like, film clips, shows, uh, other bands. <laughs> well, yeah, that's
1: a good thing about, you know, putting out, like, EPs, too. You can just kind of have, like, a small release um, in between albums, which I do like. Um,
0: mm. yeah, yeah, that one was, that was one where it really suffered from, like, uh, you know, the, the run on vinyl. That was going to be at, uh, like, about November last year, so it was going to kind of almost be equidistant between the two releases. And right. And it was us just, like, going, here's, like, you know, here's a little crack of you to nibble on between, like, uh, the big feast. Uh, right. But unfortunately, yeah, no, nah, that uh, only made it out, what, February or so? Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: February or March, I think.
0: Yeah, And as we want to do, every time we release an album or an EP or anything, like, you know, it seems to spark off some disaster around the world so i think we we released that one and caused the war in ukraine (laughs) Um, so we're kind of like nervous to see what happens when uh the main album comes out or like right is is that going to come out then that week like you know the first you know tactical nuclear drop (laughs) on europe like at least we get to hear the album first you know (laughs)
1: play your first show at least you know get some stuff out of the way you never know
0: no, uh, it'll just be another 20 years until, like, some sort of caveman looks at this shiny disc thing and goes, fuck is this? Like, <laughs> How the hell
1: am I supposed to use this? It's some kind of data disc. <clears throat> I'll
0: chew it, sniff it, drool on it, and then just fling it.
1: Yeah. Let's well, think, you know, with the CDs, it, you know, hopefully in the remnants of everything, people go backwards and they uh, start listening to CDs again, and, uh, <laughs> you know, if they oh, find so it in might. a cave... <clears throat>
0: It's gonna be like Horizon Zero Dawn. They're all gonna be walking around in like <laughs> armor, made of like yeah. CDs and stuff. And yeah. Like, they'll be their priests. <laughs> it's just gonna
1: be, you know, mech like dinosaurs running around, and hopefully not. <laughs> but you know,
0: yeah, no. Look, I think you know, everyone's looking at each other, like, going, "Holy, you know, we knew that." Stuff is getting a bit off the wall around the world, but right now, um, I think all bets are off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Everyone is in, shit or get off the pot, flight or fight mode. They're they're just kind of, they want to get everything done while they can, because so we don't know when the next crazy thing's gonna happen or things are gonna go back to the way we were two years ago. You know, uh, so I think a lot of people are. You know, I think it's kind of good for music too, because a lot of people had time and lived in a different world where they had a different perspective and maybe a different uh maybe a different approach to writing at the time or maybe you had more time to write so i think yeah, it made yeah, a lot of really good music out of it you know at least not with everybody but with a lot of bands i'm sure that uh it, it was like more of a, a therapeutic thing and then put albums out and uh they're just a lot better
0: yeah. you know in this day and age with the urgency we really, really get yeah, we really get to test like whether or not like you know a disaster mindset sort of helps with the whole artistic endeavor sort of thing. Right, like, if that's true, then we should come out with some brilliant art from this period. That too, yeah. Maybe, maybe that sense of stagnation. Like I, I'm, I'm an old, you know, cynical every man um, when it comes to metal and I'm kind of like metal stopped being good around 1997 yeah (laughs) maybe not quite that bad but like um, (laughs) like, maybe maybe this period of sort of like you know self-conscious introspective like stagnation that you know I'm I'm just sort of like seeing hopefully they'll come to an end it's like knocking everyone out of their socks and they you know they want to put out that album before I die kind of like right maybe there's that Hopefully, there's that feeling going around an air of desperation or like, let's make this one really count. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what I
1: hope. We'll see. Well, hopefully. Well, let's dive into From the Cave to the Grave. Uh, we want to talk about this. I love this album. Uh, so, we'll, we'll start right with track number one and talk a little bit about it lyrically, musically, however you want to describe each track little by little uh, before its release. Oh, yeah. uh, so, we'll start with number one, Self-Help Book Burning, which I love that title.
0: um musically to me this is uh it's one of my favorite songs especially to play the first half is like uh hate eternal or morbid angel nice um yeah and then the second half is just pure black metal um and you know it was really fun like the reason i I do music in the first place is because i you know when i was a little kid i wanted to grow up to be david vincent <laughs> um, <laughs> hell yeah but yeah all the all the cool people were like the death metal bassists like uh, who did vocals as well um so probably out of all the music like i've ever done like with with matt especially like this one most resembles kind of the stuff i grew up on so yeah i, I love it. really lean into it um and we, we tend to start like our albums off with utter bangers yeah um, and this this one definitely falls into that category oh right? you it got just, to yeah it just flies out the gates and it just starts <laughs> mauling your face um, lyrically it's uh, I, I you know you know people who are into self-help uh, and they'll do yeah. Tony Robbins courses and like you know go see therapists I got a go to seminars and, and then of stuff. see a shaman and then do some ayahuasca and all that, all that, all that sort of stuff yeah, I, like, and I t- t- totally respect all that. Jeez, you catch me in the right time of my life. That's probably me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> however, like, uh, I think there's some people <laughs> who indulge in that, and their identity is the person who's constantly reinventing and constantly healing themselves. Right. Um. And yeah, you know, there are just space cases who need to be smacked in the face with a sock full of marbles. So um, it's almost more like marbles.
1: a lifestyle than it is like in and of itself than trying to actually make progress it's kind of like yeah a, just like this is what i do
0: i self-help yeah and like exactly exactly and every time you catch up with them it's like how are you doing oh i just ran away to do like a silence retreat like in a jungle <laughs> <the lines."> <laughs> it's like,
1: I, cl- I did a soul cleanse and like, and you're it's like, like, okay like,
0: all right yeah it's like all right dude when's when's the you know, the big expensive exotic sort of like um, you know self-improvement stopping and when does a living sort of like start. Right. Um, and, and those people <laughs> tend to, they just tend to leave this trail of like, you know, broken friendships and relationships like behind them and stuff. Oh, like yeah. That as they, they drop everyone so that they can go like, you know, meet the person that they had some sort of Gaelic soul connection breathing <laughs> workshop sort of like thing with. And, yeah. yeah, and I was like, you know, as I say, like, a lot of that stuff is <laughs> yeah, right. legit and totally fine, but it's like, also I think when it comes to death, well, nothing is as vicious as finding someone who's trying to improve their broken life yeah. and just putting the booty into them while they're down, <laughs> um, and, and that's what this song is all about. Oh yeah, right out the <laughs> gate,
1: we're, uh, we're coming in hot and we're kicking ass, so I like that. There's no self-help there. Uh
0: and, you know, of course, like, The prize of Burning Books is actually
1: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: taken from a particular period of history. Um, to say that uh, they're self-help books, for me, that puts almost a humorous uh, twist on that idea. Yeah. Um, that you're being fascist, but against people who are, like, trying to have vegan diets and juice and, like, do yoga <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, that's stuff I do myself and, and right. most of those people are lovely the idea that you're like singling them out for oppression <laughs> like utterly a horrible poisonous, vicious idea so of course, perfect werewolf song <laughs> yeah, oh yeah,
1: well I think, you know part of being cynical too is just being able to pick things that you do, but it's like, yeah well they do it and I don't like it when they do it, you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and you live it so you know how to do it and what the lifestyles yeah. are like so it gives you more room to be cynical about it. Cause you're like, well, yeah, that guy does it, but I don't like it when he does it. <laughs> I want to burn his fucking books.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's just people. I just hate people. Every right. aspect of yeah. You know, kind of like I, I see. A movie, <laughs> I see a movie like There Will Be Blood. Yeah. A bit, a bit where Daniel Day Lewis is like, <laughs> where Daniel Plainwood is like, I, I hate most people. <laughs> I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. I'm like, oh, preach,
1: brother. Yeah, that preach. that movie's so quotable. <laughs> like the whole thing, especially his lines are amazing. Oh yes, I need to go back and uh, watch that. It's been a while. Uh, number two, we are better than you. Another good one. We got that. You uh, have a, it's a lyric video for that one online right
0: now yes yeah, yeah We. Oh, that's probably the, <laughs> <laughs> out of all our songs that we did a lyric video for that's probably the one where people want to see the lyrics for it the absolute least yeah it's definitely the one it's definitely the one where i've used the worst language uh in any of us oh it's ever. great yeah um it's most abusive um <laughs> uh, <laughs> um musically i'll i'll talk about that one musically wise a little bit for me that one is probably the most um how would I put a traditional metal song that we've done? Yeah, like yeah. A lot of us yeah, a lot of our stuff is either you know, we've got the rare sludgy one, but most of it's pretty blasting and like overtly brutal. Yeah. Um, this one's kinda like more mid pace and you know, it comes across more like something that the haunted would do. Yeah, um, yeah, I heard
1: that, yeah. It's almost more like an yeah. anthemy sound to it, like a like a pit song I'd say. A little nice uh, mid tempo, yeah. uh, circle pit song, you know.
0: Yeah, and so like has that traditional sort of like metal, sort of thrash riff kind of like yeah know, and stuff. So for for me like um that was that's kind of like our most almost yeah as you say metal pit song like yeah. kind of track that we throw out there particularly with this song. um lyrically <laughs> you know I'm yeah you. Everyone might get the wrong idea from the song title, but lyrically it's about how we're better than everyone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, God, uh, but yeah, that, that is pretty much it. Like, I I, I really <laughs> laugh at, um, is, what's that movie with Vince Vaughn, Dodgeball, is it? Dodgeball, yeah. Um, yeah, it's got like, I think Ben Stiller is playing that gym owner and he does yeah. that ad where he goes, <laughs> you know, here at our teams we're better than you, and, you know <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that was hilarious also with Wells' albums like you know we there is a little bit of humor in there like um oh yeah it, it's a pretty fine line though we don't want to be like this jokey haha band like you know that everyone turns up to you know, laugh at and shit. like we, right we want to have we want to have that taste of humor in there on the previous albums probably like a track like mission statement which had like haiku about death metal and stuff in there (laughs) um (laughs) but uh with this one yeah we are better than you is that track it's just um yeah it's it's got some of the more ludicrous phrases in there and and my particular favorite one is near the end where it's like how dare you buy this album we are better than you (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, i'm looking forward to the person that like listens to this and gets offended like going.
1: They think they're better than me. They're, never <laughs> me <so> <laughs> they're like whatever, dudes, and you know,
0: yeah, never buying another that. album again. Yeah, they'll be, <laughs> yeah, had to you know, that album. They're like, okay, taken, never do this. I hated
1: you guys anyway. I was just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that idiot. Yeah, it's I, like I, I not wait. I got over the self help book burning part, but this is just this is where I draw the line right here.
0: <laughs>
1: no way he thinks he's better than me.
0: The funny thing is, is I've been taken a task in the the past by people um, who don't like me uh, dropping the C-bomb in the lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I actually had a little moment before doing the vocals and the lyrics for this album where I was kind of like, oh, you know, I better be careful what kind of language I use. I don't want to roll those people up. And then I thought, hold on a fucking second here. (laughs) (laughs) Which goddamn band is this again? Right. (laughs) Or (laughs) a fucking metal band. Yeah, I made a point of, like, uh yeah, in this song, like, dropping that about two or three times in there yeah. just to, you know, really jab the fucking finger into a <laughs> <So, laughs> that's Unfortunately, it. it was reviewers who, like, uh yeah, who took exception to it. So, yeah. I don't know. I probably just lost this about you know, three or so good reviews <laughs> with one song. But anyway, yeah,
1: so that's not bad at all. I think it's pretty good. you be like, <laughs> you got to, you got to, uh, you're always gonna have the the few that don't really understand what you're trying to do, you know, and that's okay, you know. Like if you want to be cunts, then be cunts. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: that's that's the way I see it. So, and the I same comes studio. from us and doing what we do. So it's you know, well, luckily we don't really get a whole lot, but you get. You you, you do yeah. get the the bad reviews and people are like you should do this and that. Like well I'm. <laughs> I'm not you. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. All the but, other um, people seem to think it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's. It, I've got to say, it's kind of weird because, like, you know, I, when I started doing bands, I, my first one was Berserker, and like um, yeah. any reviews that came back from that, we got like half the people sort of like going, "Oh my god, this is new era of metal," and the other half going, this "Is the worst shit I've heard in my life." <laughs> suck. <laughs> um, so it's you know werewolves generally tends to really weird me out like if there's any criticism or a bad reviews or anything it is so muted like um yeah you know just half a sentence and they don't go in with both feet or even <laughs> one foot like ever they just yeah it, it's all nice yeah and, Um. <laughs> so yeah I'm kind of like going shit how long is this gonna last like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not going in hard enough myself <laughs> where's all the
1: negative shit come but, yeah, you know, you guys are a yeah. really awesome band, and um, I'm glad you guys are are where you are now, and, and hopefully just keep keep on climbing up there. You know, uh, this is a really uh-huh. kick-ass album, and I think uh, it, it comes at a good time, and, you know, uh, hopefully people are ready for it. If they're not, then, well, it's uh, too they bad. It. <laughs> uh, uh, they'll be ready for it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, All the Better to Eat You With. I love that. I love the... Uh, the back to the uh old werewolf tale or whatever
0: yeah um well the big the big bad words. wolf right yeah yeah i'm i'm kind of conscious like there's there's always a few things that we'll sort of like touch on or uh go back to um yep. with each album uh and, and you know as i say like you know violence and brutality and Naked abuse is yeah. usually like uh, the three main ingredients. There's like, you know, a pinch of humor as well, which I mentioned, but I'll, I'll usually also make sure that there is um, uh, a hint of lycanthropy in there as well. Sure. Um, uh, I'm really pissed off. There was another band that actually, uh, you know, called one of their albums of songs like uh, Carnivorous Lunar Activities.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so good, <laughs> I, too.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I'm like, god damn it! That would have been the absolute best, uh, you know, title for one of our songs. Like, we we're yeah. a band for it. Someone else got it. Um, that's the way it goes. So, but what I what I try and do is I try and like, you know, reference uh, Wolves Werewolves, uh, each each album, um, in at least one track. Uh, and on this album, this is the track. Musically wise, we're back to like just absolutely grating faces. Uh, it's a good it's a good fast one. Um, I like the chorus uh, It sounds slightly Cannibal Corpse-ish Dave switches to this Like a uh, lovely Sort of marching beat Which I always like With uh, oh, yeah. this kind of music of course Sort of t- Touches almost Into its militaristic Sort of like You know Ash people side Absolutely um, Barbaric But yeah um and, but i like playing this one really really like playing it on bass uh that chorus on bass is funky now i was gonna say it's death metal bass so no one will be able to hear it like on any of the recordings or anything like that but yeah I, I do i do remember that from the session it really like sort of stuck out and I, I also like that uh on the way out one of the elements of the music that we sometimes uh use or, or matt uses when he writes because he he writes all the the songs on guitar, um, it has almost kind of like this hardcore uh, um, feel to it, like the the last section, like going to the outro of the song. And I really like that. Like my my early experience with hardcore gigs wasn't about like, you know, metal <laughs> brotherhood and give everyone in the pit a hug. It was kind of right. like yeah, I know, I, I, I get these mental images of like singers wearing Doc Martin boots that they <laughs> Brand print first into the face of the front the faces of the front row. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so it's and and usually that's a company with Dave like reaching into his toolkit and whipping out like an OG like you know skank beat. Um, <laughs> and so I you know my my inner thug rejoices whenever they do that. I'm like of course fuck yeah. So um, lyrically, uh, <clears throat> vocal wise with this song, um, yeah, you know, it's about advocating responsibility um yeah and the way that's positioned is or framed is uh, uh you know through well transformation um you know in most of your movies and literature and whatnot uh you lose control of yeah yourself uh, absolutely once yeah. you once you transform um, so, yeah, it's talking about educating responsibility through transformation there. It's, I don't even try and do it as a metaphor. Like, one of the things Matt, uh, particularly drills into me is don't try and be too intelligent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we want to, we want to do the caveman death metal thing. He's like, you know, don't be too intelligent. Don't, like, you know, work metaphors mess all the way through it. Is that something Will Mortician would do? No? Okay. <laughs> right. There's your answer right there, my son. What would Mortician um, do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I was going to say the sort of like outro stream of words at the end as well um, You know pain fear hate death yeah. <laughs> like That that sort of sort of section that would came from uh, Years back like 20 years ago um, when I used to like uh, smoke weed with my mates Yeah. Uh, we do it in the lounge room of like uh, the apartment where we all lived at the time and we um, we just watched TV uh, Yeah and quite and quite often the news would come on like with the little news broadcasts, and, and time the way the timing worked is usually by the time that came on would be absolutely fucked, um, you know, <laughs> bleeding eyes fucked. And, yeah. Um, the, the news would come on and we'd be like, oh, oh, here we go, because um, we'd always make fun of it. Like our thing was like, you know, the news all it ever give you is like the horror. Uh, so you know, they'd, they'd come on and it'd be like. Floods like uh, happening in the Central New South Wales, we'd be like, flood <laughs> and then be like, "war breaks out in like and we'd be like, "war," and then we'd, we'd start looking at, we'd start looking at each other and just like chanting in freeform, would be like, "war," "death," "plague,"
1: just be like primal and stone war, and you know. kidnapping,
0: surgery. <laughs> <savagery." laughs> we'd just start chanting that. So, yeah, you, know, you know that that last bit of the song is my own amusement. Nice, oh, yeah <laughs> keep bringing it back
1: to kind of nod to your to your old days where you're just get obliterated to the point where you're just uh, reduced to a, back to a caveman you know yeah conversations
0: <laughs> consisting of one word. <laughs> yeah, just at each other and like morons
1: now, what I used to do I used to get like really stoned and just mute the TV and put like music on over it and just watch it like oh, yeah. line up kind of make your own music video that was always fun
0: Oh yeah, bits where it like magically happens. You just like oh, finally, yeah. some way of recording that. All right,
1: which I actually did like once or twice. I remembered something that I watched and I just like ripped the video from it, put the music over it. I had it, it lined up like oh, it was perfect. So here's a couple things I saved that I thought I could like relive once in a while and it's still funny even even sober. So. <laughs> Um. oh
0: perfect. So you, you gotta do a podcast at the cops one time yeah yeah
1: yeah oh yeah for sure uh, number four crushing heaven's mandate which you guys have that song up currently uh, streaming on YouTube and uh, people can listen to this track right now yeah, so, so we
0: tu- yeah we chucked that song out to the public uh, a few weeks ago um, and yeah that's, that's another one where it kind of like uh, it, it shifts along <laughs> a lot of it's just you know Blasting and marching. Um, yeah, so it sounds pretty militaristic uh, The the kind of chorus to it to me sounds a bit like carcass. Uh, yeah, 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 it's, it's fairly melodic uh, And I, I really like that. And it's also probably one of the songs on the album where Matt came up with some real finger breaking sort of uh, material Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like almost a little breakdown near the end where the drums are almost like tur, 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 <laughs> yeah. kind of thing and, oh yeah um yeah and sort of you know matt's a dexterous like you know maestro so you know he collides through that perfectly i'm on bass and i've like got fingers like you know little cabanas so <laughs> um <laughs> for me that's that's a bit of work um but yeah that's that's how the song's going to come across uh Lyrically, it is uh, an anti Chinese Communist Party song. So, like you know, people have asked me to sum that track up in one sentence, and I often tell them it's like you know, uh, social credit score of minus one billion in the form of a, a song. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. In Australia, like we've we've had a rough couple of years with them, their main trading partner, that they've just right. been uh, ever ever since we sort of went. Do you guys want to work out how? covid came out of you guys to the rest of the world ever since we had the temerity the nerve to yeah. like suggest that um they've cut off most of our industries in an attempt to force us to apologize right um, basically for asking that um so I, i'm in a bit of an agriculture state like uh yes yeah. it's, it's i'm in i'm in a wine region here and the only way to drive out of the city and not drive through like vineyards is to drive into the sea
1: yeah
0: um but yeah, for a lot of these guys, um, you know, 30, 40% of their their wine went to China, um, and it all just got banned overnight. Didn't overplay oh, wow. like, Things like uh, the lobster farms all through here, they
1: yeah,
0: they, they just lost, you know, the major customer overnight. And, you know, and on the other hand as well, we've got Chinese people who are like, going, God damn it, we can't get your stuff anymore, because <laughs> our fucking government's having a tantrum. Yeah. Um, so we've had that as well as like you know uh, some really racist shit from them as well. Like sure. Where quite often they're making uh, government statements talking about how we're a rubbish people descended from criminals. Um, so of course nothing good is ever to be expected from us. Uh, <laughs> we we gum on the bottom of their shoe. We're a pack of war criminals, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, there used to be
1: a, a prison col- a colony. You know, it's like well,
0: yeah. Um, so they're kind of like really going out of their way to well, they're going out of the way to insult the entire world. And so, on on behalf of the world as well as the country, I thought I'll fucking rip into them. <laughs> and, uh, there you go, uh, and abs- absolutely uh, give it to them. Um, yeah, the pleasure is watching the country at the moment. Uh, so sort of the real estate industry We've gone to absolute shit, and there's runs on the banks at the you know at the moment where people can't get their money out. And, um, Yeah, Uh, and the big lockdowns that are occurring Um, so yeah it couldn't happen to a nicer country (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it's
1: been a rough time for everybody you know and that's at least we have new albums and releases now and you'll get to play a show or two hopefully and uh, keep on rolling man
0: Oh yeah, I was I was talking more about China with the um, real estate market, like going to nuts in the banks, um, yeah. problems and whatnot. But uh, Australia has a sack of its own problems as well. It just it's poked up this week. Um, yeah, electricity, amazingly enough, is is one of them. Um, a million <laughs> a million dollar houses is probably like uh, the other one as well. So we we are definitely entering a period of pain right now. Yeah, like I've uh, been I've been frenziedly like. Uh, you know, making vegetable planters uh, this year, and trying to get a rainwater tank hooked up, and we've got solar cells going on the roof for the next uh, uh, the next couple of weeks. So, um, yeah. Wow! <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh, and be prepared. I'm not the only one. As well, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people going. Shit, it's time to uh, get resilient here. <laughs> hey,
1: you stay on top of it. You know. Yeah. Until the next crisis occurs, you'll be you'll be ready. We're well, we trying to. Th- Conscious effort not to to have war to war blasts like uh,
0: on the album. Like we realize, everyone gets sick of that shit pretty fast. We know we do. Yeah. Um, I think Matt was uh, inspired by Magic Temple of Decay when he wrote this one. You know, it was proof that if you can do it. blackened death slow song uh without it being completely weak uh (laughs) so he handed that one to me uh lyric wise this one's about genocide comes from a bit of a different direction to the rest of the bands who sort of go for the topic um normally they they do these big visceral
1: sort of lyrics about piles of bodies being set on fire and (laughs) oceans of blood and all that sort of thing brutal Um, shit. Yeah yeah whereas this time around
0: i i think i've been reading about uh pol pots like um and genocide in cambodia and the killing fields uh and i think the thing that was horrific to me was like once the whole thing gets going and you're a perpetrator of it it turns into this you know public service job akin to picking up litter on the side of the road or having to dig sort of like utility trenches or stuff like that so it just turns into this real menial manual labor job and like once the first few weeks are are by and you've got used to the smoke and just seeing like you know bodies everywhere yeah it's just turned into a, a a great big sweaty back breaking sort of task that you need to fucking get on and do uh and to me that made it more relatable uh which makes it which makes it more horrific um so that song sort of takes you inside the mind of like uh, when your entire country goes nuts and um you're coerced into genocide (laughs) wow happy yeah big happy song about graves and death
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a pretty brutal content and uh you know it's relatable too as you can see it you know, in, in our world, it's not like it's just a biblical sense or whatever, but it, it happens. You know, and a lot of people don't really see it as much, um, but it's there. Every t- every every time you think we've worked
0: our way past it, bang, pops up somewhere else.
1: Exactly. But yeah, um, number six, Oedipus Tyrannus.
0: Uh, Oedipus Tyrannus. Okay, so this song's about fucking your mum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's obviously referencing the Oedipus complex But um, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of threw a little curveball in there I saw the Pornhub statistics for fetishes um, Like <laughs> going country by country
1: And in the West, I think uh, Particularly for UK and US Like uh, one of the big ones is like um, Step brother, step sister porn That's weird, um, Yeah oh. Like how regionally they have just different Kink tastes like that, you know Different
0: tastes, different kinks. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, sexuality is obviously way more cultural than we give it credit for. Sure. Um, But uh, yeah, anyways, I thought I'd throw the, you know, the the memes to brother. What are you doing? (laughs) In for the final lyrics, just to sort of like tie it into this, you know, perversion that harkens back to ancient Greece, um, (laughs) which is the Oedipus complex. Uh, music wise that's um Matt getting his deicide on lots of galloping triplet sort of riffs it's <laughs> definitely one I've, I've I've troubles playing just cause that guy's got an absolute machine for a right hand
1: sure <laughs> that's a very fast track that one deicide stuff oh yeah and about fucking your mom so that's good um that's a good one to announce if you play it live it's a perfect uh you know way to announce Oof. it you know very Cannibal Corpse oh, style, you know.
0: We'll have to see about that, that man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not for you. You'd be like, God damn it, I love the setup, but I hate playing the song. <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's not only a hard one on the hand, but it's mm. a very, very hard one vocally as well. Like, yeah. Um, I'll probably have to drag Matt into uh, help me out like, um, <laughs> with some of the lines on that, just because it doesn't break for breath much. Like It's easy to do when you're in the studio hyperventilating, and that's all you have to do. But if I've got a bass as well, and you know, we're doing a, a song and dance show on stage. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a, a little bit impossible to to do all of that together at the same time. Sure, but we'll we'll see. There's there's heaps of other tracks we've got to work into our set, and we've only just started on this today. Eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, real quick, you have your first Melbourne show, uh, July eighth, correct?
0: Which is, yeah, which is tomorrow, like over here.
1: Over um, here, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's Thursday morning at the moment.
0: And first Melbourne show will be Friday evening. It'll be kind of interesting. We had a first show last week in Sydney. Yeah, um, and it was it was pretty mental. But uh, I went and got bronchitis like uh, uh, in the week after. dinner yeah. so I'm still sort of like on steroid inhalers. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, taking antibiotics and stuff. <laughs> and I'm, Really, really hoping I'd make it through the set without like killing over or just like in my own mucus. But
1: it's hard you know, to just... when you hit that intensity and you're just kind of feeding off the energy and stuff. You just want to like scream louder and go crazier like every time, you know.
0: Yeah, I uh, want to totally kick off on stage as well. I don't ever want to be in one of these bands that just stand still and try no. to faithfully recreate everything, but fuck that's my, that's what we might have to do i <laughs> love barney from uh, <clears throat>
1: napalm death he's so fun to watch just because he's like bat shit, you know yeah he's got he's, a crazy energy
0: oh yeah he's the thing like i was you know i was watching a new york hardcore sort of documentary like you know bands back in the 80s playing and they're going off their heads and then you know i, I went and saw that movie help us last night and yeah you know even Elvis is just going absolutely
1: buck wild on stage, and I'm like, "Oh yeah,
0: death, yeah, listen, death metal bands. If you're not throwing yourself and losing it like at least as hard as those old New York hardcore bands or Elvis, for God's sure. sake, you know what are you doing up there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Looking pretty, I guess, standing with the mic stand, and you know, <clears throat> you got to move around, dude. You know, you want the like if I'm spectating, I'm watching, you know." I got to get that energy from somewhere. I can't just, you know. I love the music. I'm just going to listen to the music at that point. But if you want me to rage out and move around with you, then I mean, damn, you gotta, you gotta show me something, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. One thing I found out about singing—it's it's pretty damn hard for me. It's just <laughs> glued. I'm glued to that microphone. Yeah. Uh, and we're a three-piece, so like, it's a pretty lean unit. We don't have anyone sort of like standing there without a, a real job to do. Right
1: yeah you wear yourself out man <laughs>
0: oh, oh i certainly did like my my picking hand stopped working like about halfway through the set like i couldn't hold the i couldn't hold the pick anymore it was rather embarrassing for sure, I was a great sound guy who just like you know knew what was happening and i think just pumped up a full wash like on the bass channel so, yeah
1: well bless <laughs> them go. it's death metal no one can hear the bass anyway it's all good <laughs> Hey in death metal it's like a pivotal thing. Like I love hearing the bass in death metal. You know, it's it what makes it even heavier. You got the you got a good bass line going underneath and it it's perfect. Perfect death metal balance to me. Gotta have that bass oh, in there.
0: Oh, it can be good, but I've gotta be honest, I've played shows in the past where I even forgot to turn the bass amp on and <laughs> actually no one noticed. Not even the sound guy he turned up afterwards like going, Yeah. No, <clears throat> signal from the base is really faint tonight you know let's check out your know, let's check out the equipment make sure
1: a valve hasn't blown and it. it's kind of like <laughs> oh no it's still on fucking standby isn't it? <laughs> jesus christ <clears throat> well, on that note um we'll do number seven nuclear family holocaust
0: a good one. Uh, let me see uh, i was gonna say like I, I kind of think about this one as you know the, not It's it's my least favorite on the album mm. um, <clears throat> But then I was kind of like Listening to it the other night And thinking about it And I'm like actually it's it's I don't hate it as much as I thought I would <laughs> um, I had real trouble Scraping together lyrics for some of this Like other songs Are kind of like full units This one, I've got to be honest I just magpied together a, a whole bunch Of like leftover lyrics I've yeah, done that on the you ly- know. Yeah so, you know, if you're wondering which song it is on the album, it's this song. <laughs> I, find it's, I find it's also got a real old school sort of like death metal feel to it. It's that marching beat that Dave lays down, like, uh, okay. uh, you know, over that opening riff. It's just got this very kind of stalking people all the way up the street and then, like, you know, strangling and stabbing them kind of vibe to it. Love it. Which, you know, which is why we listen to this. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Invoke those kind of visuals, sure. Yeah. so really it is just if there's is it like a correlation between the magpie lyrics or is it mostly just kind of like because i've done it myself where it's like oh these lyrics kind of make sense to what i'm trying to go for here and then you kind of just you know um, shove it in yeah. there but it still has like an over like meaning to it but at the same time it's just kind of like eh, it just kind of sounds good and it's just a like cool song you know
0: yeah, no. Look, I I'd probably have to. It's abstract enough where someone can conjure up some meaning out of it okay. if they try hard enough. There you go. Um, and, and far be it for me to delight like, deny people that pleasure. Exactly. Uh, but if there was, if I, if someone was to like twist my arm and go, what's what's the meaning to this one? Um, it's just kind of like a little bit of a rant about stupid people, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time you know they were uh at least bright enough to know to shut the fuck up about their idiocy but now people seem to wear like you know wear it as a proud flag um yeah and it's it's probably like best expressed in the opening and the closing lyrics like uh, i wish that i was dumber because you all look so fucking happy <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> ignorance is bliss mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> yeah, and the closing
0: lyric omnipotent, do not blink, ignore <laughs> facial hemorrhage, swear to die upon this hill, cut ourselves to make a point, which, you know, as but, I yeah. say, you know, people sort of you know, hold these stupid positions and go, well, it's just my opinion, man, it's just my opinion, and kind of don't see how the the line that they're holding uh is so detrimental to themselves and their life you know if they actually sat down kind of like analyze their opinions and said has anything that anyone i follow has anything they've ever predicted actually come true and you know they realize the answer is no and and then if they went on do any of the beliefs that I sort of, like, hold about how things should be, has any of that actually made my life better? Again, the answer would be, <laughs> fuck, no. <laughs> in fact, <it's> pro- <laughs> in your lifetime, you've probably seen it, like, make things shit house. Yeah, um, exactly. Yet, yet they hold it because they've got this fucking pose of, like, I'm this arbiter of a secret truth, like, you know, despite never being able to really put in the fucking grinding crushing effort of actually <laughs> a educating yourself b getting bright c like fucking doing the re- doing the real research and work and work in understanding like just sure. fucking how the world's put together you know and it is i don't have massive. any comprehension
1: they're just you know talking out their ass yeah. a lot of the time yeah
0: and, and i don't i don't know rank on people who don't have that comprehension it is hard to come by and it's rare to find sure the thing is if you don't have it
1: shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> hey fucking man dude <laughs> yeah.
0: anyway yeah so oh, here we go <laughs> I, that, I guess
1: that's what that song's about <laughs> yeah there you go nuclear family holocaust um, number eight pride and extreme prejudice my god i
0: was just like so proud to use that as a song title somewhere um <laughs> Look, that is, a, that is, it's a vicious song. Like, I don't have any hair, but um, when I listen to it, it blows my non-existent hair right the far back. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> I, I really like it. Like, you know, it, Matt and Dave work beautifully together. Like, I, I'm honestly honoured to be in a fucking band with those guys. Yeah, um, And, you know, for me, thrift-wise, the song just showcases them working together at their best. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lyric-wise, again, it's just like an outpouring of just uh, raw aggression uh, and pointless hatred. Uh, I'm kind of conscious that with the next album, I might actually have to start, like, <laughs> doing themes a little bit more, if only just to be different. Um, so, yeah, again, with this one, someone was kind of like, what's it about? can't tell you. It's <laughs> uh, just, just vicious, angry, violent lyrics uh where i just try and find a million ways to hurt the listener um yeah that
1: one, that <laughs> sounds like death metal to me yeah and then finally we are on the last track sadly which is watch your mouth which i think uh, you guys have up on youtube currently well the album's out now It's crazy that we've done this in two parts it was like album wasn't out now it's out so congratulations on the album and the show um since much. we last <laughs> talked a few weeks ago um but yeah uh the album's out so i mean uh but this song was one of the earlier ones i think you guys released um no i, was,
0: I think it's with this one uh we we've got the entire album streaming i think up on like a few places like youtube yeah. so you know, anyone who wants to hear it can go listen to it um and honestly by the time you get around to this song you'll be like just fucking praying for the album to be over <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it, it's pretty grueling uh all the way through to there but um this song for me it's it, it's sort of reminiscent of a few like uh, australian death metal bands that came through uh in the past few decades um, it's something probably only I hear or we hear like anyone overseas would just be like oh fuck yeah death metal brutal (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah the song again is just like uh, again just how if you go out there it's quite ironic seeing as though I've sort of like gone on you know, um, nuclear family holocaust all, all the dumb people can shut the fuck up with your <laughs> In this in this song I then go and talk about like uh, how crucified you get for like uh, staging an unpopular opinion out and sure. about which is you know kind of hypocritical of me <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know, but,
1: Yeah, what you say earlier, yeah. It's quite funny, I think a <clears> different era actually at the moment since that whole sort of like online cancel
0: culture thing that sure. was once just such a, a, you know, it seemed like the biggest problem that uh, the world was facing a few years ago. It's like, fuck, man, I don't think that even makes our
1: top five now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so, yeah, I think that's the last time I'll be, like, ranting about that, as if that's a thing. I'm
0: sure. Um, but this is probably one of my, my more favorite songs. I, I, it feels like we're, you know, it's brutal. The lyrics are pretty fucking savage. Um, it feels like we've you know, mixed it up a bit uh compared to like the other sort of music where we do. Where again, it's just like you know, grabbing someone by their f- fucking hair and punching them in the face for about, like <laughs> two minutes. <to> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's something a little bit different from that. It's got like a few different moods, a few different bellies, arpeggios, whispering stuff like that. But it doesn't go all soft on you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's good album closer. It's got that sort of peak to destroy a very brutal last <coughs> lyric you know, thing that they do. It's something that I always love about that band. Like, uh, whenever they end a song, they usually end it with, like, a, a very traumatizing lyric. Um, yeah, I think the best example of that was uh, that song, uh, I think, uh, The Girl in the Slayer Jacket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> The, the entire song
0: is grim, as but yeah, their final lyric on that it just kind of like makes you sad for two days. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's a fucking gift. So I
1: think we managed to do something similar to that, like on this song. Well, yeah, dude, dude the album's fantastic, and I'm so happy for you guys. That's out, and people are digging it, and you know, you guys are playing some shows and and supporting it, and hopefully, you get to expand on that uh, soon. And you got more stuff coming up after this next show and you know you can uh yeah we've got this uh
0: what show uh tomorrow night in melbourne mm-hmm. um and then we've then we've got a month off um hopefully for me to properly recuperate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> all right bronchitis which doesn't go well with like being vocalist especially for this year right
1: um but we'll play another melbourne show uh
0: and that will be a fairly big event and then I think uh, we're booked in for one more show, which is uh, in November 19th at the festival in my hometown here of Adelaide. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we we figure by then we'll know whether or not like we wanna just kind of like be these local weapons or if we actually wanna you know expand our reach a little bit. Sure. Um, I was going to say, i have to see have to see how Dave goes, actually. He's, uh, <laughs> that guy's under the pump at the moment. Like, he's got gigs coming out his butthole. I see Psycroptic have just booked in, like, a, a full US tour with uh, Fallujah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that will be happening later in the year. I think they're, it's, like, a month and a week, and they've got, like, two days off during all of that. I, I, I look at the fucking tour listings sort of like where they're going sort of you know which city from which city to which city it looks like it was you know booked by Mr. Magoo (laughs) Um, yeah
1: it's all over the place
0: yeah so yeah I don't know I know those guys are road dogs but I don't know what his appetite is going to be like for coming back and us going all right Dave we've got to you know We've got another two or three songs for the set let's book in let's do you know shows here shows there shows everywhere that boy might need a rest but um we'll see
1: (laughs) and he just did our podcast a couple weeks ago so i'm sure he's uh he's tired from that and from doing shows about to come over here so it'll be he's having an exciting time Uh,
0: I i think I think he's cherishing okay, – I hate to speak for Dave, but I'll do it anyway. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think he cherishes, like, you know, playing gigs and being behind the kit because they, sure. it reduces his workload down to just one single task. <laughs> he's
1: just a machine, man. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: um, fucking helping. He that, that dude needs some admin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then really quick, uh, I absolutely love the artwork on the new album Uh, so who did the artwork for that? A
0: guy in Tassie called Mitchell Um, we've used him we've used him on each album yeah he was uh, was a suggestion from Dave Um, and we don't really question his suggestions Um, sure he's got a teledex full of people who get the job done Um, I think what attracted us to like Mitchell's artwork uh, first off was that you know back when we did that first album which we pumped out like in just a few weeks um Mitchell gave us six different sort of like sketches of uh, possible artworks for the cover and we were like fuck yeah this guy works as fast as us <laughs> <what it laughs> yeah but um he's also got this uh gift with the artwork of like doing something that's really brain scorching and visceral yeah I've, n- I've noticed like uh with a lot of <clears throat> extreme metal bands, especially deathcore ones, there's there's lots of good artists out there. Also, there's a lot of ones where they'll do something that is violent and over the top, but
1: it's true. Sure. but it, it's almost cartoonish or yeah, you know,
0: it, it, it doesn't impact. Mitchell's impacts. There's always something about it that just really grabs the eye, we've yeah. had a lot of people sort of like go, man i had no idea what you guys sounded like but i saw the cover of it yeah death
1: metal always starts with a good album cover and and i love like the esoteric style where it looks like some kind of like classical painting you'll find in a museum in france or something it's like nah, this dude just drew it up and it's brutal as fuck and that's what the depiction of the album (laughs) yeah
0: there's a lot of detail in it as well like if if you sort of like buy particularly something like the vinyl
1: you can spend right. a lot of time just going through stuff. That's why physical media down. still will always be so important, you know, if you have it yeah. in front of you and actually open the vinyl, you're just like, holy shit. It's like, it's like a mural of brutality, you know? <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. Um, I've got to say, I'm also sort of like slightly amused um, slash, I don't know if distraught is the right word, but kind of like shocked that... The very day that we put out an album where the cover artwork shows a conquistador hurling a dead baby into a pit of bodies. <laughs> like, uh, that was the day that Roe vs. Wade was all- <laughs> in the United
1: States. It, oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Dude,
0: every, time we release a, every time we release an album or an EP, fucking shit happens. Like, if it's bushfires or floods or pandemics, you know, we release at uh, least just. We, we, we were kind of like, let's just release an EP at the start of this year. Nothing can go wrong there. We'll fucking same day release that. You, you guys are the
1: fucking apex, man.
0: <laughs> it's just there. We're doing an album called, like, everything's going to be okay.
1: It's like, if you, <laughs> you would just like listen, people. you know. <laughs> <laughs> now it, it's not reality. We won't be okay anyway. You might as well stay ahead of the curve, which you all seem to be doing. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I love the album. That, yeah. we've, got, we've got a soundtrack for it. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to go to um uh, abortion protest and not have that shirt on? You know what I mean? It's just perfect. Because <laughs> oh, you want to be brutal if you're protesting and, you know, these pro lifers. You walk in with a shirt like that, you're going to have all the picket signs coming over to you I and mean, draw the attention you, away. I was going <laughs> to say, no, they'd probably fucking love it. Cause <laughs> Have you ever seen a pro-life protest? The, <laughs> the posters that they hold up, they're fucking savage. Yeah, they're brutal you know, as show, shit.
0: Yeah. yeah, they'll show some sort of like fetus chopped in half,
1: like, uh, you know, missing a limb or two. Or, right. Know, yeah, something like that. Right, yeah, they're the nuts. the worst of it... You know, seriously, if you conked one of
0: those fucking dumb nuts over the head, <laughs> and off with their poster, you could probably collage that into, the, like, the next carcass. Like, <laughs>
1: like. Yeah, the little collage of all just the... Pro-life posters, that's a good idea. The funny thing was, someone sort of like, <laughs> you know, when I pointed out sir, <laughs>
0: um, that artwork and what what we inadvertently caused, because of course it's all about us. Um, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> Unconventional. Uh, they were kind of like, you know, can, can March
0: for Life, like use your music, what's your stance on this? And I was like, look, our stance on this has always been unwavering, we are pro-death.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> feel free, feel free to use the. the you know, we, we we are all for killing babies. <laughs> right, you know. Yeah. Can use We'll less. it as it is, and we'll support it as it is as well. <laughs> <laughs> well. dude, this
1: it's been awesome talking to you. Finally, getting to finish this up and catch up. I'm sorry for the delays and all the other shit, but we. We, we matched up across the world, and we, we made it happen, so I appreciate your patience, second, man. Looking at, look at, look at the topics
0: I've touched on this fucking second half of the chat, like it was probably a good thing it was delayed a few weeks anyway, so... Right, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. it was kind of getting us us there, a, and
0: then yeah. the, the world gave just us handed us chance the of, Gave us a funny chance of getting the album out before I offended the
1: shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in good company here, man, I appreciate everything, and uh, From the Cave to the Grave, it's out now. On the second half of this interview, and uh, from werewolves, and dude, it's been awesome talking to you. And real so,
0: I... and you know something, I sort of enjoyed it, Phantasm.